came here for some music. It kind of happened really organically, really like spontaneously. It's not just going in there and making a noise, folks. <laughs> the Classic Rock Files with Kelly Parker. So 40 years ago today, I don't know if you remember where you were when you heard of John Lennon's shooting. I know where I was. I was at the Ville, which we called it. It was the Village Inn, corner of Portage Avenue and Westwood Drive. And we were sitting in there having some drafts. Of course, the uh, table was absolutely loaded with empty glasses, as one did back then. And the band came on for its second set. And I guess they'd been watching Howard Cosell on Monday Night Football between sets. They came on stage. First thing they said was, some asshole just shot John Lennon. We didn't know until later that he had died. But that's how I found out. You probably remember exactly where you were and what you were doing. And some artists have been chiming in uh, over the years in interviews talking about where they were when they heard and how they reacted. Keith Richards said, I was downtown on Fifth Avenue in New York. Said he was stunned. He said, quote, the first bit of news I got, I thought he'll make it. It's just a flesh wound. And later on, the news really came. And you think, God, why can't I do anything about it? Well, I got drunk on it, says Keith. And I had another one for John. Tom Petty was at Hollywood's Cherokee Recording Studios working with Jimmy Iovine, the producer, and he knew John Lennon personally. He said, quote, we thought the news of the shooting was a gag and we kept working. Then someone called and said, John's dead, and it just stopped the session. I went home, and on the way I could see people sitting in their cars at traffic lights just crying. It was a hard thing to believe. I still have trouble believing it. As a tribute, by the way, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers had the words, quote, We love you, JL, etched into the runout groove on vinyl copies of the record they were working on at the time, Hard Promises. Rush was recording moving pictures at Le Studio in Morin Heights, Quebec. Getty said, quote, I remember constantly going back and forth from working to the TV to try to get some news. If I remember the environment, looking around the room, my memory just shows me a lot of pale faces staring at the tube. And the police had just walked off stage from a show in Miami when they were notified. Sting said, I had the reaction that everybody had. Disbelief, shock, horror. What happens when people like him die is that the landscape changes. You know, a mountain disappears, a river is gone, and I think his death was probably as significant as that. John Lennon shot 40 years ago today. So Chris Novoselic has been talking about what Nirvana meant to people, and he said, quote, it's the individual connection to the music that resonated so much. He said, I still get fan mail. When I used to go out in public, people would tell me how Nirvana changed their lives. Something about the music just connects with people, and it's very personal to this day. It's not really up to me to define that connection because it's literally on a case-by-case basis. It's the energy and the honesty. Kurt would say, quote, I like cryptic lyrics, and he'd say he wasn't really out for big messages or anything. That left it open for interpretation. I think maybe that's one of the keys to how individuals connect with it. But he says it's something that even Kurt would have appreciated if he were still alive today. Chris said, quote, he had a big heart and he was a sweetheart. He would connect and empathize with people. Those kinds of things would affect him. He had this voice inside of him that could speak and keep speaking. There's so many people that make that connection. It's just an amazing talent. He said, going to the Museum of Pop Culture in Seattle is such a trip. He said, I've been there a few times and just it weighs on me. It's like it's my life, right? It's like Nirvana Disneyland. And he says, thinking back, he isn't sure how things would have gone if Kurt were still alive. He points to the success of the Guns N' Roses reunion tour as to how things can go for a band. He said, well, you just don't know. Dave is making heavy rock. I'm doing this country Americana rock. It really doesn't matter. The tragedy is that Kurt died so young, and he was a sweetheart and is very missed. He looks back now 26 years after Nirvana effectively ended when Kurt died. He says he appreciates the ride and how they just burned so bright for such a short time. 
He says, maybe it was just being silly for the sake of being silly. I can't speak to Dave or Kurt, but our mission was to have as much fun as possible, and our statement was made on the records. And finally, members of Queen Aerosmith and then Alice Cooper participated in a virtual reunion for the film Wayne's World as part of actor Josh Gad's ongoing Reunited Apart series. Cooper, of course, who made an iconic cameo in the movie, said, I think they probably couldn't get the Stones or the Beatles. He said, scraping the barrel until I was the only one left. He said, I was just supposed to talk. And then when I got there, Michael said, oh, by the way, here's the eight pages of script you need to learn. Of course, the most iconic scene in Wayne's World was Bohemian Rhapsody, all the boys in the car headbanging. During this video reunion, Brian May confirmed not only that Freddie saw the movie, but loved it. Roger and then Brian commented on not only the effect on the band, but also Freddie's reaction. Oh, yeah, we were so aware. I mean, one, we found it hilarious. And two, we found it very uh, rewarding. We released an album, and I think the, the sketch was such a hit. That was responsible for the album being a big hit. So I can go back a little further than that because you, Mike, did get me the tape, the videotape, which is a VHS or something, I think. And I took it round to Freddie not long before he went and showed it to him because, you, you know, you said you want to have the, the approval. He loved it. He just laughed and laughed. He was very weak, but he just smiled and laughed and said, yeah, how wonderful is that? And he, he'd been known to say, look, you know, I suppose I have to die before we get America back. But you guys did it. You you got us back to a new American public. And Freddie was very aware of that. So you should know, you know, that he got totally into it. And he, he went to the next place knowing what had happened and enjoying it. That's awesome. And that is the Classic Rock Files.